0: How about you do the intro this week?
1: For sure, for sure. Oh, no. Wait.
0: <laughs> oh. <laughs> so that's going in. How about you do the intro this week? Oh, no.
1: <laughs> hey, everybody. This is TuneIn. Nope. Nope. <laughs> Listeners, this is tuned in, dialed up. It's a podcast about podcasting with two incredibly professional hosts who absolutely know things about things. My name is Will. I write for Will Williams Reviews, which is willwilliams.reviews. I also write for Bellow Collective and Discover Pods. Gavin, please introduce your lovely self.
0: I'm the Gavin of the two of us. (laughs) I write for myself at the podreport.wordpress.com because I'm a cheap ass and can't afford the website domain. And uh, I also write for Fatecrafters sometimes, which is cool. I'm the
1: Gavin of the two of us. It's so perfect. I love that. It's very accurate. On this podcast, we talk about podcasting. We talk about the industry and things that we like and things that we maybe don't like. Um, but mostly, we just talk about.
0: Friends. So we start off each episode with the conversation topic, and I notice yours is all caps. Oh
1: hell yeah, it is.
0: So how about you go first?
1: Absolutely. This week. So background for people who um, don't know much about my site or my newsletter. Every single week on Sundays. I do a This Week in Podcasts, where I give letter grades to every podcast I listen to that week. I also write some short reviews about highlights and pitfalls. Later in the day, I publish a newsletter, um, which has reviews, news, and musings. And I also tweet for Audio Drama Sunday. So all of that means that, like, during the week, I have to be on my A-game with listening. I, I am listening to podcasts pretty much nonstop. And then... I got really sleepy and I <laughs> realized I have not taken any time off since PodCon and I would not consider PodCon, you know, time off from podcasts. Yeah. So I gave myself a week off and- um, Hey, how about that? It was incredible. <laughs> I like, don't get me wrong. I still listen to podcasts because, duh, it, I didn't have any reason to listen to them other than just enjoying them. I listened to music, Gavin. Do you remember music?
0: Oh. Yeah, somewhat. That's the thing podcasts use, right? Yeah,
1: sometimes in the background, yeah. But it turns out, and this was news to me, um, it turns out that it can actually just exist (laughs) by itself. Yeah, it's crazy. I felt like there's this incredible Vine compilation by um, Gabriel Gundacker,
0: and it's just called (laughs) Guy Who Loves Music.
1: And the whole time there's like this, you know, silly kind of elevator music playing in the background and he's like oh i love this what is this music yeah i i know that i know this that. is music um
0: is the music coming from the green or, or the, the black, black. <laughs> i love it yeah
1: hey music great job oh it can't it can't hear me oh that's too bad that's literally how my week <laughs> off felt it was great in fact
0: I, yeah that th- you you described basically the exact opposite for me because i have a <laughs> I have a freelance writing gig, and before this is not—it's—it's it's impossible for me to get worn down with it. I review up to four new albums a month for oh, a local geez. publication. It's like ten bucks a review. It is like two hundred words max a review. It is not a taxing thing to do, but oh, yeah. when you have when you make the decision to review David Duchovny's second album, <laughs> you get tired of music. You know? Oh yikes! Oh, it was a bad one. It yeah. was a bad one. That was the musical version of... You know in sitcoms when the dad has a garage band with his friends from work and then they yes. play at the local bowling alley or something and it's a big deal? Oh, that Lord. That's David Duchovny. It's, he, he even put it out. The only label that would take him is his own label that he started and he named after his kid.
1: Yeah. Well, I, I hope that you get a week off from... Shitty music that you're obligated to listen to. I am not usually obligated to listen to shitty podcasts, but still, even a week off was really amazing. And it made me remember that, like, it's okay. You do not have to listen to every single episode of every single podcast. I skipped an episode of Invisibilia, felt no remorse, (gasps) zero remorse. I know, but it felt great. I didn't have to listen to it, and I didn't really want to, and I didn't. End of story. It was amazing.
0: A perfect demonstration of how, like, into other shows I've gotten for writing for the pod report and just talking about podcasts in general is yesterday I opened up my podcatcher and scrolled down to the, the newest things in Bim Bam and notice I haven't downloaded like the last three weeks worth of episodes.
1: Oh jeez!
0: I was like, wow, I thought I'd been, and here's why, because this ties perfectly into my shining moment of, uh, since our last episode, Ooh! you took a week off. I, had a moment last night, basically, that was the shining moment. And it's kind of when I realized that Mabim Bam has cemented itself into my relationship. Oh? My significant other and I were laying in bed, and she has been through... She's been sick for the last couple of days. She's felt really bad. It was like the moment when she started to feel not like crap. We laid there in bed and started spooning, and she pulled up on her phone, and she just started watching random Bam bam animated oh
1: they're so good
0: we were laughing our asses off there was one point where i had to get up and walk (laughs) away because i was laughing so hard i was gonna pull something
1: yeah which one is it
0: i'm going to put it in the show notes for you and i will put it in the post for people who are listening now you can check out at uh dialeduppodcast.wordpress.com or wherever you clicked on this probably you can find it in the show notes is the link to this bim bam animated technically it's a typography video but it has some pictures in it oh it it's the best glass shark
1: it's so good okay oh. glass shark <laughs> is my favorite other than perhaps reet reet yourself motherfucker yeah but god yeah. yeah glass shark is so good that's one of me and my husband's go-to's actually we'll quote glass glass shark at each other pretty frequently the glass shark <laughs> going come
0: I <laughs> shark behind you, fat kid. <laughs> the bit where he's like, "You better pretend there's a corn dog at the other end of the pool. Get out of that dark water." Oh, <coughs> it doesn't even make sense if you try no. to explain it to another person. But it is just so perfect, and that's why people should listen to Bim Bam. It's basically like eighty hours of okay, three hours of brilliance,
1: and then a whole bunch of hours of like pretty damn good.
0: So we've talked about our shining moments, me watching (laughs) the bim bam clips on YouTube with my girlfriend and you taking a week off. How about you hit us with the discussion topic?
1: Yeah. So this week we wanted to um, talk about branded podcasts a lot. So Mm. I think, I mean, this is something that's been building for a while. Back in the day, slash, like, what, 2015, 2016, we got The Message, which was a branded audio drama branded by GE. At the time, I was super wary about that, just about a brand being so present in a podcast, especially an audio Mm -hmm. drama. But I wound up actually um, kind of liking it. I've since still been really wary about brands and podcasts.
0: As you should. Yeah,
1: and Gavin, you know that you had a recent um, discussion on this.
0: Ooh. (laughs) Uh, Knuckle cracking, ooh. Uh, (laughs) uh, Because you've actually heard the message and I haven't.
1: (laughs) I have, yes. It's nice, it's good.
0: Which is interesting coming from GE, because GE had that whole campaign for, like, I what five years where they're like we're gonna save the world and yeah. here's a cool image of a very clean diesel locomotive pulling a train even though they never look like that yeah let's
1: be straight up here Ooh. GE terrifies me as a company if if a company is big I'm afraid
0: of it like I yep. as you should be. yeah
1: they they freak me out I think that cute marketing techniques by companies are scary
0: Wendy's Twitter
1: yeah and well let's let's have you talk about about yours first and then i can go into my thesis because i think i think we both have both have yeah
0: cast your mind back to april fool's day 2017 the cartoon rick and morty rick and morty's was the the joke was it had a third season coming but no one knew when and they were tired of waiting and then on april fool's day adult swim puts the first episode of the next season up on a constant loop and the thing is there's something in that episode of rick and morty it's a joke about how mcdonald's had a promotional sauce for the disney movie mulan it was a szechuan sauce and they only had it for a few months in 1997 i think and or in 1998 And then it went away. This became a meme that was so bad, McDonald's immediately started teasing the idea they were going to bring back the sauce. And then McDonald's did a nationwide re-release of the Szechuan sauce that no one cares about. The podcast was meant to be part of the advertising campaign, and and it's not any McDonald's near me, but... (laughs) they say they did. So basically McDonald's paid Studio at Gizmodo, who and Onion Labs for some reason?
1: Well, the Onion had just recently done um, a very fatal murder. So I think that the Onion is dipping its toes into comedics like satire podcasting a little bit more, um, which is interesting. And I do want to touch on that too. Yeah, like, do you think the Onion branching off into podcasts do you think that that counts as a branded podcast or do you think that that is a media platform that is also doing podcasts like polygon has podcasts you know but i don't consider those necessarily branded
0: it's an it's weird because like polygon they had cool games inc hashtag problematic now but that wasn't a podcast about polygon it had people from polygon making a podcast when onion has made stuff before it's always been that onion satire which is on brand for onion but isn't about the website yeah so i guess that technically isn't but this the sauce is by mcdonald's for people who like mcdonald's or they want people like mcdonald's and here's the thing i haven't touched on yet the reason i Let's just say it despise this podcast. <laughs> is it is trying to be serial? And if you look up articles that are no- oh, all of the articles, even the one that the Nerdist put out, which I suspect was paid for. They all are like, wait, McDonald's just put out a podcast? Question mark. Like, it's all very smarmy. Yeah, ugh. very cute. The trick is they're telling the story about Rick and Morty referencing McDonald's and then causing the fans to throw a fit on Twitter. So McDonald's brings his sauce back. They don't say the words Rick and Morty, Disney or Mulan.
1: Well, I'm sure that they could not.
0: <laughs> Here's the weirdest thing about this will, Catherine Leclaire. If you look up Catherine Leclaire on Twitter, you'll find the host of McDonald's sponsored podcast, The Sauce. Catherine Leclaire has like 400 followers and tweeted about The Sauce twice, what? both on the day the first episode came. Yes, it's it's. Why does this podcast even exist? McDonald's paid money for it and and kind of sort of advertised it. They have a really nicely built website for it, but it feels like someone who was in RT an RTV major in college got hired by McDonald's PR campaign and then they sold the idea of this podcast and just quietly made it. <laughs> like they just got the money from people who didn't know what was going yeah, on. Yeah,
1: it's it's frustrating. So like first off, I think I think there's two different parts of branded podcasts that frustrate me. Yes. The first being they're, with some exceptions, like the message, bad. They're not like they're not good. Because Yeah. A podcast that is entirely meant to be a marketing opportunity is not going to be a good podcast. It's not interesting. Podcasts take a lot of work and they take a lot of energy. And if you are not passionate about what's being conveyed, it's going to suck. Um But then the sort of there's a skeeviness to it, you know, like, like, let's pick apart the fact that McDonald's made this podcast to promote their sauce, which got popular again because of Rick and Morty. And the entire time they're skirting around Rick and Morty because they're not allowed to use the words Rick and Morty because Rick and Morty has nothing to do with. With this sauce, other than having mentioned it, so like when the episode came out, yep, the the punchline of the sauce only exists to kind uh broken and unchangeable, and kind of like what a lost cause the very tragic protagonist is. What's frustrating, and I think actually very harmful, is that the creators of Rick and Morty did not want this. They did not want the sauce brought back. When they were delivered sauce as a joke, there's a video of them eating it and being like, this is kind of okay. We wish this didn't happen.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Of course they do. Thank you for referencing that because the podcast straight up lies. Actually, I have it right here. Uh, The host says, of course, pro that he is, Chef Mike nails it and McDonald sends out a half-gallon bottle of Szechuan sauce to one of the show's creators and he loves it. (laughs) and then in my in my thing you can go read i say no that's not true i even link the video proof of justin roiland co-creator of the show saying please bring it back so we can all die of diabetes and then he just turns the camera off
1: and like and they didn't want anything to do with any of this additionally the other creator dan Harmon, was pissed off that they that their joke was being used to market mcdonald's like he understood that there is a little bit of hypocrisy in that they were using a McDonald's yeah. thing in their show but it's 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 different and i think that
0: yeah they, they even claim that either Royland They don't say their names, by the way. They claim that a creator of the show DM'd Chef Mike and asked for sauce.
1: Nah. I mean, I okay. I would buy it if Justin Roiland or Dan Harmon was, like, super, super drunk, which is, like, admittedly very on brand for them.
0: Ha- hashtag um, Dan Harmon every day.
1: Yeah, yeah. Sorry, uh, man. Yeah. Uh, problematic fave. Like, no. And I think, I think that what the sauce does is really highlight the problems i have with branded con uh with branded podcasts as a concept like there there isn't really a way to my knowledge for a brand to make enjoyable content for a viewer a listener a reader etc that has a a specific brand undertone without it being manipulative and and kind of yep. gross
0: It's like a movie review podcast being sponsored by AMC. Absolutely. I have had freelance positions before where if I were to do a movie review, the movie ticket was paid for by the local theater I was going to, and I couldn't give it less than three stars. I didn't take that, but that is a thing that happens.
1: absolutely. Absolutely. One of the reasons I really worry about the future of Branded Podcasts is I first off, I think that they're not going away. I think that that's obvious, especially no, when no, they're so, they're cheap, so cheap and, and easy. easy. And then there was that Wired article where it was like, you know, branded podcasts are the are the ads that listeners want to hear. Which I mean, the numbers the numbers are are legit, but I think that's a very interesting, strange take on it. But the reason mm-hmm. I worry most is that one of the things that makes podcasting so beautiful as a medium is that it is relatively low cost it's very diy and that means that it's given a voice to marginalized creators yeah we've seen especially in the audio drama world we've seen a lot of um a lot of queer creators a lot of people of color who are making podcasts a lot of disabled people making podcasts a lot of people who are in the middle of that venn diagram and the more Mm -hmm. money starts getting into a medium the more homogenized it, co- it becomes for, you know, a larger audience away from things like that. Granted, I think that we've seen some big changes recently. I think that we've had a lot more queer representation on TV. I think we've had a lot more people of color both, you know, on screen and behind the scenes, e.g., you know, Black Panther, Hidden Figures, etc., cetera, etc., cetera. Um, but I am very worried that more money in podcasting means a greater homogenization of podcasting, which means the eventual silencing of the voices that have great.
0: Especially since whenever, I, I, I guess success is a strong word, but whenever brands have successfully infiltrated a fan, a, a fandom like that that's uh, that is inclusive and yeah, basically anyone could do it. I, I like to bring up Tumblr because Tumblr, anyone could go. It, 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 there were some stereotypes about it, but anyone could make a Tumblr and you could find your own community in your own niche. Everyone right. knows that Denny's has this wackadoo Tumblr account. <laughs> and now Denny, like a lot of yep. people use Tumblr have this positive brand association with Denny's, not because they like Denny's, but because, wow, Denny's posts really weird stuff sometimes. And then you've got Domino's Twitter account and uh, Taco Bell. Basically, any company trying to be, quote, funny, they get this. Mm -hmm. They unfairly earn positive brand association with people (laughs) because guess what? If you're standing in a mall food court, the five that still exist, and there's a there's a Domino's in front of you and a Sabaros to your right, which one are you going to go to? <laughs> well, Sbarro, because Domino's doesn't have mall stands, but you get what I'm saying. And, it, 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 like, you got to do what you got to do as a company to stay alive. I get it. That's capitalism. But when you start doing things like, hey, let's yeah, knock oh off God. cereal, yeah. a thing that was popular in 2015, in 2018 and make a three-part investigative journalism podcast about a goddamn sauce. Hey,
1: here's a different hot take. Um, Please. Parodies of cereal aren't funny.
0: Because guess what? It's
1: 2018.
0: And here's the other thing. Cereal wasn't this flash-in-the-pan new thing. It was just uh, this American Life segment writ large and this American Life segments are just nonfiction journalism. God. Yeah, it, I, I really get I get cheesed off at cereal uh, 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 puns and hot takes and whatever. They're
1: just I'm just I'm so bored. I'm, you can you can parody. So, there's so many other things to parody. There's so, there's so many things. I'm so sick of them. I'm so yeah. sick of them. I'm so yeah. bored by them. Oh, yeah. But, Gavin.
0: <laughs> yes.
1: With that being said, um, with the knowledge out there that uh, neither of us enjoy the idea of a, of a branded podcast, <laughs> I think it would be fun for us to pitch branded podcast ideas.
0: Um, if only we had a Google Doc open with <laughs> pre-written if only, ideas. God, that would
1: have been smart of us, but... Here we are just having to spitball and, and improvise like the wacky comedy duo we are. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well,
0: who who should go first, Will? Um
1: I have been thinking about mine for some time. Here is my concept. I don't know a ton about fan fiction. But I do yes. know the trope of the coffee shop AU. Do you know about this trope, Gavin?
0: actually and i'm not playing dumb for the audience i don't
1: oh okay so the coffee shop au is where the fandom takes um a a ship as you do and they write an au an alternate universe setting of this ship oh god i should i should explain ship people who listen to this listen to podcasts they might not be hip on the youths a ship is a pairing between two characters uh like for instance Oh lord what's a ship? I don't do this.
0: Uh, uh, okay, I can th- I can think of slash. I can't think of a sl- uh, slash uh, ships uh, are uh, still Hermione and yeah, Harry. okay,
1: sure. Sure, it's a bad one. But you know, we'll put
0: That it is a right really bad there. one, but still. Um
1: I think we're, I'm going to get yelled at for saying that Harry Hermione is a bad ship, but hey, it's a bad ship. So,
0: Draco and the, the Apple.
1: You know, there we go. There we go. So it's it's a relationship between two characters. And
0: not necessarily, not necessarily canon.
1: canon um though sometimes canon and they'll write
0: okay you know what sherlock and john oh, uh, watson in the new one. sherlock yeah. that's a huge um, one
1: so they'll write alternate universe settings of these characters whether it's like regency au or um oh they're all in college like a whole bunch of things but a very common one is coffee shop au in which One person is a barista and one person is a Uh, regular of the coffee shop. And so the idea is, I think that this is very common with like high concept things like Star Wars. You would see a coffee shop AU for Star Wars. But you're taking it down to a more humble, intimate, small scale story where you can have a little bit um, of a quieter build in the relationship. So my idea for a podcast is Starbucks Presents coffee shop au in which they take common ships or maybe just you know maybe they just write their own audio drama and it is a relationship that takes place at a starbucks um there would be like they would release weekly oh this character got this drink and you can get it too and then they would also see um Have like playlists and what have you. Like, come on. Come on. It's genius. This
0: is perfect. This is perfect. And I know how you can actually get this made.
1: Please, please tell me.
0: Sell this to Earwolf. Earwolf goes (laughs) to Starbucks. Earwolf gets uh, Aubrey Plaza. They get maybe Patton Oswalt, (laughs) uh, Mark Evan Jackson, Mark Agliardi. They get all those California celebrity comedians Uh that are Uh on podcasts all the time. They play... This the the characters in the ships, Perfect. and there there you go. I've just made a podcast done done. that I'll probably TM,
1: tm 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 tm. You have to pay us for this. So you
0: just <laughs> you just gave me a flashback to 2014 when a super duper 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 old English professor walked into a 400 level class and just said, "Guys, I'm just I'm grading this kid in English 101, and he's written this whole essay about ships." And I don't get it. Like, (laughs) it it makes no sense because he's like, he's talking about ships, but there's no like oceans or water or anything. And everyone in the room knows exactly what this kid means, but does not want to tell. We didn't want to spend 15 minutes of a class we're paying $700 to be in to explain what he means when he says he ships. (laughs) Google's free. Google's
1: free. Gavin, what's your first what's your first brand of podcast idea?
0: So my first branded podcast is actually bred from the fi- from the fiery hatred uh-huh. of the sauce. We have smelted we have smelted the metal to form this one. Cartoon Network, or Adult Swim, if that technically uh-huh. is a different LLC, but Cartoon Network brands a podcast called Living the Meme, and we get Dan Harmon and Justin Royland and everybody who worked on Rick and Morty for season one to talk about being a part of that and how? Oh my
1: God! It's their response to the sauce.
0: What I, not <laughs> not even necessarily response to the sauce, but kind of sort of just steal Mark Maron's <laughs> bit and just have like awkward but needed to be said conversations about. Listen, I wrote a stupid joke so that I and Nathan Kiffin could talk about stupid chicken <laughs> nugget sauce and. Y'all, by the way, Rick not that deep of a character, bro. I love the show. I make it. I work a lot really hard on making it for you people, and quite frankly, yep. I walk by a hot topic, see all that Rick and Morty merchandise, I just want to end it all. Where they just get real serious <laughs> about it and put maybe like piano jazz in the background. <laughs> And just use it, plug Cartoon Network, you know, just make Cartoon Network seem like a really fun place to work. Make, you know, Adult Swim with their goofy, like, send us a fax to ask for a new season of Metalocalypse and watch it go into a garbage can, like that kind of thing.
1: This sounds like Dan Harmon's I worst think, nightmare think, and also like mine. <laughs> yeah. But I do think it would do well.
0: It would. And then the next season you get um, you take you throw out Rick and Morty you get Pendleton warden to talk about basically basically how Tumblr treated yep, the, adventure- yep. <laughs> the adventure zone adventure time so yeah I played D&;D had fun and now here we are I can't even look up fan art for my own show because oh, yep yeah ohhuh So what is your second idea?
1: So my second one, I started writing as a joke. And then um, slowly I was like, uh, I I want this very, very, very much. So I would like a branded podcast by none other than Snopes. I love it. I want it to be called Getting to the Truth. Now, one might think that this could be an easy like, oh, Snopes is talking about like urban legends and and fake news etc cetera, etc cetera. you know what snopes does best but i don't want that i think that's too easy what i want is snopes to go talk to two people who tell the same story about the same event two different ways. affirm that they are telling the true version of the events and then get to the bottom of it by interviewing the people who were around
0: i oh, want it really wow. bad <laughs> you have just pitched you have just pitched a much better version of a game show that existed in the 50s yeah in which it was a panel I uh, wish I remembered uh, I think it was called what's my line uh, it, uh, people in the comments feel free to talk about this but there there was a game show where it was a panel of people and all three of them claimed to be a person and you had to figure out which one was the person
1: see but I want one that's like You 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 gotta
0: figure out the truth. yeah. Yeah, but, like,
1: do you have any family members who will tell the same story over and over and over. And one person tells the story and one person, one person says, that's not how it happened at all. I was there and it happened like this. And you always tell this story wrong. Um, yes, I don't because know if your will, whole family- you know,
0: I'm from a long line of Jersey dock workers. Yeah, I was going
1: to say every relative in my head is from New Jersey. Cause that's my family. So I just <laughs> assume that everybody's family is from New Jersey and that that's, that's how they talk. Alas, maybe not. Um, like I know that's that's such a thing in my family. One person will tell the same story over and over. Somebody else will say that's not how it went. Blah 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 blah. It happened like this. And I want Snopes to tell me which one is true. Yeah. And I think that would be hilarious. And I would absolutely listen.
0: This feels like a this feels like a more uh, mature like version of American Vandal. Oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> a little bit. By the way, American Vandal's Fantastic show. The show. only good I...
1: parody of cereal. Yep.
0: Yes. Well. Making a murderer, but by extension, yes, cereal, yes. yeah. So, here's my second one. First off, Will, have you heard of Super Deluxe?
1: I know the name, but I don't know what it is.
0: I. It's really difficult to describe what Super Deluxe is. Super Deluxe is the anti-Buzz... It's like BuzzFeed's weird cousin that doesn't hold back. Okay. So, Super Deluxe will do things like mimic how-to tutorials that BuzzFeed makes, but they'll straight-up show you how to do something that might kill you. Uh, Oh, no! (laughs) Like, they'll show how to make a bong out of household materials, but it's actually, like, super dangerous to do it that way. Oh, Uh, Actually, they haven't done that stuff a lot lately. It's now they've leaned really into stoner... Things Like, if you've seen a funny, really tightly edited thing of, like, stupid conservative stuff that's happened on TV, or the President of the United States saying funny things, that might be made by Vic Berger, who works for Super Deluxe. Okay. They have a series called Cheap Thrills with Tabasco Sweets, in which this guy who has a lot of clout shows you how to basically replicate super expensive clothing and like accessories using hot glue guns and felt like they never look super good but he gets pretty close and he's a damn good host they also have really 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 bizarre live stream events like human tamagotchi where (laughs) they will they will stick two people in a room full with one camera up in the corner and by using facebook reacts as a voting system people (laughs) decide whether they get to um you know feed them make them draw something happy insult one of them they had to perfectly surmise super deluxe here's one thing they did they had several in a row like every few days one hour live streams in which someone read all of moby dick but they put it through a really tinny hard to listen to alien voice. So it's just an alien on a, on a deck chair, a CGI alien on a deck chair on a cruise ship reading Moby Dick. Why? That's sure. That's it. And are we going to explain it? Of course it? not. No. So super deluxe is super deluxe is just very wackadoo. And my, my sponsored podcast is just titled super deluxe colon the method to the madness
1: is it just and them explaining their decisions?
0: I, I just eat. There's two versions. One, they literally just tell you what happens. Two, we hire somebody, and just give them a key to the get, to get in. Like that's it. They can get in the building. We've told the people working there that this guy's gonna have a recorder, and it's up to them to just figure out what the hell's going on. <laughs> so it's like a it's like a haunted house audio drama, but it's just this <laughs> poor guy or, or whoever it's just this poor person trying to like why are you live streaming someone <laughs> drawing a fax machine like
1: <laughs> well Gavin I have a question I have a few questions for you about branded podcasts
0: oh oh boy
1: do you think they will ever become the norm in podcasting
0: well <sighs> This is going to take out the conspiracy theorist in me. Or not conspiracy theorist, <laughs> the curmudgeon old man in me. It feels like that anyway. Oh, because yeah. the same seven podcasts are on the front page of iTunes right now. Oh, Lord, that, that is been accurate. There. <sighs> like, hey, guess what? I don't give a shit about Joe Rogan. Gavin, I- have you
1: ever heard of a podcast um, called This American Life?
0: You know what? I'm gonna pitch i am I'm gonna pitch a <laughs> podcast to you, Will. Uh, it's this wonderful show. It's uh, it <laughs> it's called Serial. Uh, it was very hot. It was very hot a few a few years ago. We're still gonna keep it up there because fuck you. <laughs> I just gotta know. I got this one. You know what? It's an audio drama. It's made by a small team. You know don't do uh, this to me usually one actor per episode sometimes two <laughs> Gavin, it's don't. very it's got a simple framing device it's called welcome to night Vale. i don't know i don't know if you've heard of it before
1: oh i love i love done night a vale so much shows. but that it, but you know yes. what
0: there's this cool there's this cool show called lore don't know if you heard about it <laughs> Jeez. You know what? I think it it would be very... pot. I think it would be quite easy if one was produced correctly for a branded podcast to get in that sort of podcast top 40 that iTunes is. And it would stay there for a while. I don't know if we'll quickly see the Orwellian future where all big podcasts are sponsored in some way, shape, or form in that way or a branded podcast. I hope... I hope not. I guess this is my answer. I hope not.
1: And then I have another question for you. Yes. Do you think branded podcasts are actually a good marketing tactic? Now, like, granted, we're not seeing the metrics on this, so like, we don't know shit, but like, opinion wise,
0: opinion wise, I think if you had the right people, you could do it. it. It would work perfectly fine. The sauce could have been amazing. If they had just sent a $10,000 check to Adult Swim, who would have then used it to buy pot or whatever, to say, so they could say Rick and Morty, maybe even use a clip from Rick and Morty, and just make an episode of The Sauce rated E for explicit, and just take the bad press that that would give you, you could have made a cool investigative podcast that had all access to McDonald's, because here's the thing. I had a huge conspiracy theory about that sauce for a year and that podcast in like 20 seconds just confirmed I was entirely right. But there was no way for me to check that because I didn't know Chef Mike or their PR people because they had that whole summer thing where they had a concert poster for each dipping sauce. To celebrate their chicken tenders or whatever they were coming out and there were nine posters the ninth one being the Rick and Morty thing and in my head I was like eight posters if arranged correctly makes a great header image for any website talking about this story <laughs> they had eight and they didn't know about Rick and Morty and then they added that ninth one in and it jacked everything up yeah. like that was my huge Charlie Day conspiracy and then <laughs> the podcast they're just like yeah so we just threw it in
1: yeah uh. ugh
0: <laughs> Yeah, I think if you if you got people who you know what and here's the thing, Studio at Gizmodo made the sauce. Like I don't know why they weren't given more freedom to promote because yeah. the only promotion for that show I could find was people going, "There's a McDonald's
1: podcast."
0: Yeah, though, yeah, like someday, oh go ahead. Someday we'll get one.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I talk a lot about. Um... Methods of monetization and podcasting and about how I think that most are scary, but also like I, 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 I own, I own a Casper mattress. I, I own me undies. I own a quip. Um, I have eaten nature box. I have flirted with the idea of blue apron. So I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. We'll see. You
0: you know what? Here's a freebie. Disney. All I gotta do. Yep. (laughs) Like. Just a series about how uh, whenever uh, is seventy six was when um, yep. World opened, right? Something around there. Whenever a good anniversary of Disney World opens, just make a podcast about how here's the history oh God, of Epcot. It. Here's it the history. It could be the
1: of... good Disney podcast I've been looking for. That's
0: what I'm saying. Now let it me would, have it, would it. Avoid any of the if. It would avoid any of the iffy behind the scenes stuff that defunct land like to talk about, especially how Michael Eisner is basically the worst thing that happened Tell me about the
1: churros. Tell me about the beignets. Tell me about the rides. Yeah. Oh, give it it to me.
0: It would just be this. It would have. You know, I'll even tell you what it's going to sound like. It'll have a host who talks like this and it'll have this whole cadence the whole time. (laughs) have you ever are you scared of ghosts oh
1: you're so right and i would listen
0: on the haunted mansion be careful that these wacky (laughs) hitchhiking ghosts don't come home with you (laughs) but you won't lose any sleep at this wonderful resort that has a monorail going through the lobby I've watched so many of those. You know what? <laughs> there are hundreds of VHS tapes out there that were just like, here's what Disney's like to get you to buy tickets. So why know. not just make those audio? Like, that? y'all, that's, that's all you gotta do.
1: Perfect. I'm so done. we've been, I would listen.
0: <laughs> it's what you would want. But it's, it's not what we have. And what we do have are things for the podcast exchange. Yay! There we'll nev- yeah. So today, since there has been such a shall we say, positive reaction on Twitter about the podcast exchange. Will and I have come to the conclusion that we're going to double it and do two this time. I would like to hear your first suggestion.
1: So my first suggestion, and please stop me if you do listen to either of these um, because I've got more. You know I do. The first one, I am bringing up one because I think it's extremely good and two because it is absolutely inevitable that I'm going to bring it up. I would like to recommend to you a longtime favorite of mine, Join the Party. Ah, Do you listen to Join the Party?
0: I tried <sighs> Join the Party and didn't like the episode zero I heard, so I want to yeah, hear your pitch for you it.
1: break me. So, here is my pitch for Join the Party. Until you get to the meat of it, it might be a little bit... It might be hard to see what's, what really makes it great. So, Join the Party is an actual play Dungeons & Dragons podcast, which means the hosts are playing Dungeons & Dragons in the podcast. Um, this is sort of like the Adventure Zone, but I would argue that when it comes to the production of an actual play podcast, Join the Party is doing it better than anybody else in the game. So, one thing I love... Oh, yes.
0: One note real quick... I have confused join the party with friends at the table.
1: Oh, no. I
0: have not tried (laughs) join the party.
1: One thing I love about join the party is that there are two tracks for its intro arc. There's one track that is for D&D novices. And in this, there's kind of a like like pop-up video, which is a very old reference to make. But when the players roll and they roll a stat, one of the hosts will come in and say, hey, here's what the stat is. Here's what it means. Here's how it works in gameplay, so that if you've never played D&D before, you can listen and know exactly what's going on.
0: I I need to go, yes or no. Either yes, and you're going to do this, or no, and I'm going to throw you back in the dungeon. What does it say?
1: D&D is a totally open world. Players have free reign to do whatever they want. So the question, what do you do, is a real question with real consequences. What happens next might move the plot forward or go in a totally different direction than the DM expected. All answers are acceptable and
0: all answers are good.
1: But there's two tracks. So, you know, if you've played a lot of D&D and you don't need all of that extra information, you can just listen to the actual play podcast. Um, And it doesn't stop there with why I love it so much. Another thing they do is that after each episode, they do what's called an after party, where they reflect back on their episode. And they'll ask the DM questions. Um, The DM, by the way, is the delightful Eric Silver, who has put together some incredibly inventive campaigns and arcs for them. They're currently on one that is, like, an episode of The Bachelorette or The Bachelor. The first one is a royal wedding with, like, some really lovely queer representation on top of that they also do fully immersive sound designs that the moments that are inside the actual play game sound much more like an audio drama while still having the um between the players it's like seriously um actual play podcasts are they're gaining speed we're getting more and more of them there's one coming out soon by the um alba salix crew and oh It's going to be good. Um, I have heard the first episode is incredible.
0: They uh, shot me a cut of that that I cannot wait to listen to. Oh, yeah. No, it's good. It's great. Except for one horrible fact I haven't heard a second of the actual show.
1: You must listen. It's a very good. But even still, like you could hop into this. It's it's just referencing the world.
0: I'm considering that being my shtick is like I haven't even listened to Alvis Alex and I like it. Like
1: Oh, okay. Anyway. Yeah, I feel that. Um So
0: I want to point out one thing that's really cool to me that you haven't mentioned yet about join the party. I'm looking at the website. Uh Uh-huh. All the characters' character sheets are just there. Yes. Like I'm looking at there. I noticed some of them typed their stuff and some of them are handwritten, which is adorable. Yep,
1: it's so cute. So I also love the hosts. Yeah, they're just really great. Um, one of them is Amanda from the wonderful, wonderful show Spirits.
0: Transcripts of a DD show. Holy crap.
1: Yes, again, they're doing everything right. Um, they do transcripts. On top of that, they have this fantastic Discord server oh. just for um, patrons. Yeah, it's hands down the best online community I have ever been involved with. Everybody is so sweet and so kind and so funny. It's so great that um, after the Adventure Zone's Amnesty arc, I said, hey, Monster of the Week is a really cool platform. It would work really well set in my college hometown. And they were like, do it. And I was like, no. And they were like, okay, but do it. And now I'm GMing a game with seven people from the Join the Party Discord. Like, it's it's fantastic.
0: So I am j- I am so jealous. Yeah.
1: Well well I mean, hey, listen to join the party. I,
0: I, hey hey, I started good. one. We had one game. Aww. We never played again. <laughs> well, hey,
1: that's wow. what the Discord is for. You can find all our players and it's a good time. This, so, Gavin.
0: This sounds exactly like what will get me not burnt out on actual play podcasts.
1: It is. It's 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 doing everything right. And it that's <laughs> I don't, I don't give that kind of praise lightly. So I hope. Yeah, no, you don't. Yeah, I hope that my meaning is understood, and I hope that you enjoy because it's one of my favorites.
0: So this first one I would like to recommend. Let me pull up the website real quick.
1: You sound like you are fake typing, like a fake hacker.
0: Yeah, that's how my, that's how typing on this desk sounds, unfortunately.
1: <laughs>
0: my first recommendation for you this week, will stop me if you've heard it, okay. is Pretend Radio.
1: I have not.
0: So Pretend Radio is a rarity these days in our circles in that it isn't fiction. It is a nonfiction podcast a in which every story covered is about someone pretending to be someone they're not. Okay. That is just broad enough that you can cover so many different concepts. The first arc is three episodes long and it's called The Prophet and it's about... The Word of Faith Fellowship, which is basically a convent in, I think, if I remember correctly, North Carolina, led by Pastor Jane Whaley, who would hear messages from God and tell people what to do. Here's the thing. Some of the people who have gotten out of the Word of Faith Fellowship escaped, Uh recorded some of what Pastor Jane Whaley was doing, including, like her talking to God and then deciding to just beat the crap out of one guy. The most powerful moment that's returned to over and over is... And so he's just like punching me as hard as he can and they're all at this point doing their blasting prayer where they're all yelling. Blasting, which you can hear in the
1: background, is an ear-piercing, screaming prayer that lasts for hours. We'll talk more about this in a bit, but at this point you may have figured out that this isn't your typical Christian church. I'm Javier Leva, and this is Pretend Radio. Stories about real people pretending to be someone they're not.
0: And it's just this powerful interview that you hear about this person, like their faith literally led to them getting assaulted within an inch of their life. And then they had to come up with this whole intricate plan to escape with their loved one. And they even had to like cut off their family, and that's just the first three episodes of this mm-hmm. podcast. And then you've got Birth of a Con Man. Uh, there's a very cool arc about car steal, uh, car theft, and how it was basically this one person who was stuck in a never ending, you know, loop of car crashing, claim the insurance through this one shady insurance company, get another car, crash it, like a, ca- a kind of like infinite money cycle that would get you arrested if you got busted doing Uh it but you could also make great money pretend radio is a fantastic show the host is a really cool person I wish I could remember names right now this is why Gavin needs scripts (laughs) you have stumbled across the fact that I usually uh, do one take about seven times when I'm by (laughs) myself
1: I think everybody does
0: cool show nonfiction which is a rarity for me now
1: (laughs) Same, but that sounds really incredible.
0: Alright, uh what is your second?
1: So I had other ideas for my second. And then just before we started recording, I saw you um talk about something on Twitter that I, I want to bring up to you. Ooh. I want to confront you about. Ooh. Um Have you not listened to Greater Boston yet?
0: No, not at all. Not a second. Good burn. <laughs> not a second of it.
1: It's so good. I like that okay. you had
0: to lean away from the mic on that one. <laughs>
1: I did. I I leaned back and just looked up into the sky because that's what it's worthy <laughs> of. So, Greater Boston is this incredible, bizarre, borderline magical realism, kind of absurdist audio drama that takes place in a fictionalized Boston where everything is uh, a little bit more hyperbolic. Um I don't even know where to start in explaining the plot of this one, except for that the first episode focuses on the death of a man named Leon Stamatis, who uh, is the boringest man. <laughs> he is extremely boring, and he rides a roller coaster with his sister and dies. Wow. He just, he gets on that roller coaster, the roller coaster starts going, and he says, uh-uh. And he just, he just dies.
0: Leon just couldn't do it. He took one look from atop that rickety wave of track, that dizzying array of speed and surprise, and embraced the greatest certainty he could muster. He muttered a single word. Nope. Then preemptively expired. Willfully exited the world without feeling even the first breeze of descent.
1: it does not get less bizarre but it's it's really lovely so there are a lot of podcasts out there that are great at doing comedy and a lot that are great at doing drama and greater boston balances those both so perfectly it is hilarious but there's this undercurrent of like real human characters trying so hard to be what they think they're supposed to be or figure out what they're supposed to be or reconcile with this loss, or reconcile with their place in this city. I compare it a lot to TV shows by Mike Schur, so things like Parks and Rec, or The Good Place, or even, um, this isn't a Mike Schur Schur show, but uh, uh, Pushing Daisies. It's very idealized while still dark and strange and sometimes uncomfortable, but it's really fantastic. Also, Alexander Danner does the sound design. He also does sound design on What's the Frequency? And mm. uh, he, along with Audio Wizard Misha Stanton, are both just uh, my heroes, and they're amazing. And I'm I'm constantly blown away by Danner's work on Greater Boston.
0: I am quite interested.
1: I'm glad. I'm glad. <laughs> I'm it's about time. I'm
0: glad because I was about to judge the hell out of you.
1: I did judge the hell out of you. <laughs> 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 What's your second one for me, Gavin? So
0: my second one for you today is a parody in the style of cereal.
1: Okay. No, okay.
0: Not specifically in the style of cereal. So I I've talked about this on the feed before. You might I might have mentioned this directly to you before. I would like to suggest done disappeared with me, John David. No, Booter. do tell, do tell. So you know how true crime podcasts basically all do about five things that every other true crime podcast do, and it gets annoying real fast. Done Disappeared is a deliciously crafted parody of everything true crime does that's either a cliche or boring or annoying, and it's all packaged under the idea that like a lot of America, I was riveted by true crime podcasts and documentaries like Serial, Making a Murderer, and to a lesser extent, Breaking Bad. So I thought to myself, Ooh, what if I made one of those? He's a documentarian who's never made a movie. So he'll make a podcast. So it's basically about him wanting to make a podcast but he doesn't know what to do. So he just looks oh, up Lord. cold cases in this very tiny who cares Pennsylvania town and he finds about he finds the case of Clara Pockets, a 40-year-old mother of two, I think, who just disappears in the parking lot of a Piggly Wiggly. The only
1: She done She done
0: disappeared and the only evidence is a birth a birthday cake she purchased inside Piggly Wiggly with tire tracks on it. And the podcast is about him just kind of doing everything podcasts do, including interviews that don't matter, which is perfectly encapsulated (laughs) in an interview with the woman who made the cake that Clara Pockets bought that day. And that woman (laughs) goes into great detail. She gives the recipe for the cake. (laughs) Oh and, oh, and there's also the recurring thing that people remember super duper specific details about something that happened like 40 years ago. Yeah, yeah. Well, I noticed, that cake was real pretty. And uh, after I, I went ahead and went on and gave it to her, well, well she done disappeared. There's even one time <laughs> where he calls her back to do a follow-up question and she just gives him the recipe again and then he hangs up on her that's Uh, perfect and there are a few moments that are pretty great if you listen to true crime show specifically i think true crime garage sword and scale and my favorite murder are all directly parodied because there's a part of the arc is that his story the story of clara pockets is getting picked up by other podcasts and he gets very (laughs) pissed off about that and you hear you hear snippets Of those podcasts, and it's him, the creator of the show, parodying those shows' intros. So, like, My Favorite Murder, you know how they have that super lo-fi woman playing a guitar intro? His is a super lo-fi recording of someone shrieking at the top of their lungs, saying the (laughs) show's name, and then just, like, hammering on a guitar. (laughs) And then the two hosts of the show are two, like really problematic stereotypes just not talking about what they're supposed to be talking about and they just ramble on and say nothing which kind of an on the on the nail interpretation of my favorite murder sometimes uh his sword and scale parody involves a lot of gore sound effects and unsurprising yeah and the host saying like you have to hear this this Uh, is very important for you to hear this so yeah, it's it's just this perfect thing. It's got a host who's up his own ass about how important he is. The words John David Booter are, are in every like mention yep. of the show's name. <laughs> it's just this perfect little slice of what's wrong with true crime, and it's a hilarious show too. Best part: eight episodes, and the longest one's twelve minutes.
1: Nice, nice. Yeah, sounds like a well done series. So yes. So, Gavin,
0: <laughs> we
1: have some some really important business to attend to. Um, Everyone's
0: favorite part.
1: Yeah. I just, you know, I've been thinking that tuned and dialed up is like, it's great for now, but like, you know, for our futures, I just, I had some, I had an idea for a podcast that is, I wanted to pitch to you. Oh. Yeah.
0: So let, let's hear that one.
1: Okay. So,
0: because <laughs> I'm great at setting you up on this one.
1: Okay, this is so... me.
0: Me, yes, anding is just saying oh.
1: <laughs> Perfect. I'll take it. So, it's a sci-fi audio drama. Okay. Yes. So, what it is is we've got <laughs> I'm
0: already losing it. So it's a good one.
1: We've got a um a group of explorers. They're on an expedition they need to go to you know our 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 red planet up in up in the space and um and there's a bunch of them they have an ai um the ai is i'm
0: just gonna i'm gonna start writing uh down possibilities here the ai
1: is um real cinnamon roll um until you know they they get to the planet and they land um And real drama comes in, like, we have all these different perspectives and what have you and some, like, really, really beautiful sound design and some gorgeous music, but the real drama comes in when, um, they land and there are some issues and, um, they're only sustenance. They only have, like, a few things that were, that were shelf-stable on their trip to our great red planet and, um, (laughs) and... The drama happens because the AI, um, and we'll fix for this at some point, um, but the AI t- trips one of the main characters, and the main character was was holding all of the all of the sustenance, um, and the sustenance, uh. and you know now now they're fucked because now they where's their food going <laughs> to come from, and the sustenance was just uh, graham crackers. And marshmallows and chocolate and the AI knocks this person into the ground and all the sustenance is, is there on the ground in the dirt and what are they gonna do and it's called S'moresfall. Fall. Fuck
0: you. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> I have been sitting here. I wrote the word Marsfall and I have been I have been just churning out words that rhyme with fall, trying to figure <laughs> out where you are going you, you with this. It up.
1: You did the wrong one! <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Okay, so admittedly, credit to my husband on the name. That's a good um, one. He said I had a different plan, and then he said s'mores fault, <laughs> and I couldn't fucking <laughs> stop laughing. It was the funniest thing I'd ever heard. Ooh. Well, so, you know, for our future. So I, I think it's a good idea.
0: <laughs> I had one that was a branded podcast idea. But Uh it only works on paper, so I'm not going to use it. Okay. I did come up with one while we were getting started, and I started laughing so hard. I feel like I have to do it. Oh, no. So my podcast... I guess
1: I deserve it, whatever it is. My podcast is
0: a tightly edited audio drama. Uh Sci-fi. It's a crossover. Uh It's a crossover Uh series. We're going to take a character from the Adventure Zone, and we're going to uh-huh. see how they would react in a situation where they're stranded in the depths of space in a rickety okay. old ship that doesn't really work, and it has a weird AI that doesn't technically belong on the ship system, but it's still there, uh, okay. and they have to keep a greenhouse of different things like plants and animals going, you know, Uh keep a real green thumb character Uh has to be here. So I want to pitch a show. Uh, The title would be Merle in Space. (laughs)
1: Uh Uh No. (laughs) (laughs) No. (laughs) I'm so mad at you for this.
0: You should be, because I'm totally photoshopping what the thumbnail for that would be. (laughs) My apologies to Sarah Raya Werner right now. (laughs) You deserve Uh. better, Sarah. (laughs) Girl in space deserves better than that. Oh, my God. Merle in space. Merle in
1: space. Oh, you're Uh, grounded. I just got to
0: dig up some fan art from the the stolen (laughs) century arc.
1: (laughs) Oh, (sighs) God. I hate it. I love it, I, hate it. I, lo- I love it i i love it
0: so <sighs> that was the uh that was the audience award-winning air quotes uh <laughs> pun section of tuned and dialed up I think that just leaves us with plugging where you can find us
1: yeah absolutely. will where can
0: people find you
1: people can find me at willwilliams.reviews. that's will with 1l um on Twitter you can find me at w-i-l-w underscore rights. that's will w writes i also write for bellow collective and i write for um, discover pods and i have a weekly newsletter which you can find on will williams.reviews gavin where can people find you
0: people can find me on twitter at the pod report t-h-e-p-o-d-r-e-p-o-r-t and I write for my own website of the same name, thepodreport.wordpress.com. And sometimes I also write for the wonderful people over at Fate Crafters. And I've just noticed we've did a <laughs> we've done a pun of a Fate Crafter show today. So hey,
1: perfect. We're
0: we're, we're on track there.
1: Right on. Brand. And
0: I think that's about. Oh, I also run a couple of other podcasts, which you can find yes. in my Twitter bio. That's my perfect. socials.
1: Hooray! Well, listener, thank you for um, bearing with us, even with those two remarkably bad puns (laughs) i'm sure you'll hear us soon or that will probably be somehow even
0: worse well i mean we did manage to double the episode length so we're on track (laughs) (laughs) thanks for listening everybody we'll catch you guys in two weeks
1: bye bye cool cool cool
0: (laughs) we have 69 listens this week now nice